On my grave, I'm not going underneath. Call it luck, I'm just getting what I reap. Should have died, angels kept me on my feet. That's why these demons gotta kill me in my sleep. On my grave, I'm not going underneath. I never go another window without heat. Gotta face it, just can't turn the other cheek. That's why these demons gotta kill me in my sleep. They know me very well, I ain't live no fairy tale. All the work that I put in, they know I ain't gonna tell. I keep it 100, cause all I know is real. I come from a line of hustlers, they only know the deal. They taught me how to move them quick and to play it slick. Slick and to make sure that I watch out who I'm fucking with. Those motherfuckers got the game fucked up. They telling no motherfuckers to get a time cut. They snakes, they biggest fear is a lime mower. I dare a motherfucker say my name, watch how I John them. I blindfold them, duct tape to hold them. They bodies eroding, exposed in acid soaking. I'm popping pills and smoking, overdosing on. My story keeps unfolding, a prophecy growing. I'm on vacation, but I'm buried these snitches who scared of a conviction. Leaving the scene, but I'm leaving no witnesses. I just look at it like I'm saving somebody a sentence. My name won't be mentioned, so motherfucker, let's get it. As I time the mission, TikTok of my decision will leave your fucking sinus stripping. On my grave, I'm not going underneath. Call it luck, I'm just getting what I reap. Should have died, angels kept me on my feet. That's why these demons gotta kill me in my sleep. On my grave, I'm not going underneath. I never go another window without heat. Gotta face it, just can't turn the other cheek. That's why these demons gotta kill me in my sleep. But still some are square root Aided by the streets Only objective is to chase loot Off my own too That's how I feel Street life full time No intermittent I ain't scared of a sickness Accusation like clue That sycamore blue is Hera Hoping who's your roots It's for the troops I lead my army through the field Ain't gonna send the pawns March through the blood spill I'm so like a pill I alter your mind state It's Miranda Monday. And Joe Kemp. What? (laughs) (laughs) What? Oh, my God. Guys, man. Good evening. Good evening. Oh, it is Monday. It is that day. Oh, my God. Everybody out there, welcome to another Monday Love. I am your host, Joe Kemp, with Miranda Monday on Monday Love. Again, for another magical, tired, busy end of a... Rough first day back to work Monday. Yep. Yes. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, so, yeah, we're going to switch up gears a little bit. Switching gears? What do you mean? So, instead Like a of, race car? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm kind of a, a automatic myself. <laughs> <laughs> I believe you. <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> um, uh, instead of doing music, um, we're doing, we're doing masonry work. That's right. On tonight's show, we're going to be talking about, oh, not, oh, not I thought I was building bricks. Shit. Building bricks. Damn it. I was wanting to lay like a good little grill. And I, yeah. I thought that's what we were talking about. I guess I was we, way off. Way. Creative content. You mean like what we do? Yeah. What? Why not? Oh my God! It's called networking. <laughs> For those networking. Who don't know what it is. Oh my God! Networking. Share, guys. Is that when you hook your computer up to a hub? 
<laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> share, About the same way. Out, share out, guys, because um, it's going to be a very interesting show and an amazing show. <laughs> it's going to so be an amazing show. You do not want to miss gonna, this one. But I thought we were going to talk about masonry work. No, you must not have got the latest memo. Mother. Damn it. And here, here, all I wanted. Make sure. I just wanted to build a wall. Don't you ever just sit around and you want to build a wall? Damn it. Everybody out there, you know you want to build a wall. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Make sure you guys jump over to YouTube, subscribe, rate, review, leave us a comment on any one of the over 100. Oh, God, we're everywhere. Over 100? On all of our platforms. Yeah. We're everywhere. Shows. Um, you guys can check them out. Oh, God, yeah. We're way, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're actually getting close to about 130, 135 interviews. That is awesome. That's crazy. I can't wait to share when we have our 150th. I, man, Dude, it's, we it's dope. I'm not, I can't even tell you. Uh, it, uh, it's so big. It is so. It's going to be a great show. I can't wait. We're going to be sharing soon, but you'll yep, just yep. have to wait. Yep, yep. Oh, oh. <laughs> sound like a senior citizen farting. Oh, oh my goodness. What's that noise? A <laughs> little powder puff. <laughs> Jeez <laughs> Louise, what's all that powder? Oh my Oops. ass! My ass! <laughs> Oops. <laughs> So, all jokes aside, man, guys, welcome to another Monday Love. We are here. We got a great show. It, it is definitely different. Uh, where we get to talk to our boy Jess yes. Loboda. It, it's 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 going to be awesome. He he's got his hands in so many different things, from Marvel to a new network system. He reacts. He's he likes. For some reason, he has a thing for f- funny. Midgets with AK 47s. I haven't quite figured that out yet. <laughs> so, you know, let, let's just go straight in because he looks like he's he's about to search something. So, I'm going to mess him up while he's about to search. <laughs> so, if you want to go ahead and unmute, man. Without further ado, Jeff Sloboda. Oh, can you hear me? Yeah, we there can we hear you. Okay, I wasn't even muted. Okay, oh well, there you good. go. Way to be you quiet. That, that's that's impressive. I'm just very quiet. <laughs> <laughs> that is, I I beg to differ. I don't think that's the case. Um, and I think by the I end of the show, we'll be able to share that with everybody. Yes, I think. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, so, real quick, um, do you have any shout outs, plugs? Want to mention yes, your shows? I do. I want to shout out all of the ladies out there. I want them to know that I've decided to become such a good man at this point, and I respect them so much <laughs> that honestly, I I'm just gonna I'm I'm becoming uh, I'm not having sex anymore completely. I'm done. <laughs> I don't even want I don't even want to, to spoil them. Oh my goodness! So so much of a good man. <laughs> so is that really <laughs> different than the norm? I'm uh, ah. <laughs> well, I'm just joking. Yeah, that, that's no, that's actually that's my way of explaining to people why I don't get late. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. It's, it's a it's a very it's a very uh, professional way to expect to say it. It's like, gotcha. No, so I'd like to shout out, um, uh, you know, uh, Cybernetic Shark, my host at the FCU's Bleeding Edge and everything and whatnot, and then all of the wonderful, awesome guests that come in and out of the show and people that collaborate with us and people like Joe that come on and absolutely it's a good time and grind it out with us and shit and have a good time with us and everything and whatnot hell yeah and um I got much love for all of you and um I want to uh, just shout out all the wonderful women out there that that <laughs> month after month after month allow us to like straight up dominate when it boils to like how well we do with women and our audiences <laughs> and whatnot compared to other shows YouTube channels podcasts to be as grindy as I am Say the kind of stuff I say and whatnot and everything, and actually pull down the amazing, crazy numbers we pull with women. I don't know what's going on. They're crazy. They're way up there too, man. There, you never know. When you know, it takes (laughs) all kinds to make the world go round. Maybe their boyfriends and their husbands should watch out. Watch out. There you go. Now here we come. Um. So, (laughs) off kilter. Way. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> how? Uh, um, tell us a quick, brief growing up. Oh, I'm sorry, Brenda. Just give me one second. Oh. You know, you know how professional it is to adjust your cameras mid-show, right? We knew the show was coming up for weeks. I know, I know, I know. Well, it, it's not my good. fault. I think my dog kicked my tripod over. So, <laughs> like, like that, okay? I didn't it's it. his fault. Yeah, Don't God did it. Don't come in uh, here. So you want to ask me about my childhood? So basically, long story short, I mean, um, there's not much to say, really. Um, I grew up in upstate New York. And, um, you know, uh, um, in like a very um, almost, I guess, rural type area, you know, a lot of farms around my house, you know what I mean? A lot of cow pastures, you know, um, a lot of farming. Um, I spent a lot of my time as a kid in the woods by myself, you know, just exploring, cutting down trees. I could see you, know. you with a lot of wood. Yeah, um. you know, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, but seriously, I mean, where I'm from in upstate New York, there's a lot of cave. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's a lot of waterfalls, there's streams, there's, you know what I mean? There's wood. wood but that had to be cool, too. You switched yeah. camera view, and you're not looking at me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I apologize. You gotta get you gotta get used to that. I felt bad to adjust I felt bad adjusting my camera on the fly, so I You're just, fine. You're good, dude. No worries, man. Exactly. Anyways, so um here I'll get tell you what. Just for you, Miranda. Oh no, what I'll, do you have? I'll switch over. There you go. How's that? So um so basically, yeah, like I said, spent a lot of time in the woods by myself. Um <laughs> hunting down animals and whatnot, you know, and killing them and, um, you know, enjoying nature and all that kind of stuff. And uh, always very, a very, you know, by myself kind of person, even as a kid, never really needed to have friends around or whatever. Well, I had them, um, amazingly. And um, basically, long story short, I mean, you know, um, I grew up, I, I got into, you know, sports. And um, then um, this, this probably surprised a lot of people, but believe it or not, um, in eighth grade, I actually um, I actually signed away my rights as like a junior high kid or whatever, and I started playing varsity sports immediately, right? Nice. So like as an eighth grader, I was on the varsity football team, I was on the varsity basketball team, all that shit immediately. Nice, um, you know, which is of course how I was exposed to like, you know, my, my first you know real girlfriend that happened to be a junior when I was thirteen in eighth grade, right? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> it was a really good move for me, you know what I mean? It, uh, you know, it got me. It the got eighth me. graders were jealous. Like, for well, real, dog, that I ain't fair. To be honest with you, I wasn't really aware. I was kind of naive back then. I, I never really... Um, back then? I like, I, I've always been a really... Um, I'm not a selfish person. I never felt special about any of it. You know what I mean? Like, if anything, um, it just felt... It's just, it just normal to me. So, like, um, I never felt any different from my classmates in eighth grade or whatever and whatnot. I never thought they looked at me any different or anything. But looking back now, they probably weren't too happy with the whole thing. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't, look at that. You know, um, all my friends were seniors and juniors. You know, right. so at that point, yeah, I won't lie. I was popular, you know, all that kind of stuff. I was one of those popular kids. Right. But I always had a heart, you know, and I always did. I never looked down at anybody, and I never let anybody harass other kids or, or make fun of them or anything like that. Whatnot. If I saw that stuff, I stepped in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and I didn't just hang out with the jocks. And the popular kids, I hung out with everybody. Everybody, you like, know, like music yeah. tastes very eclectic. I'm yeah, yeah. the same way. Yeah. I've always, yeah. yeah. No, I mean, yeah. I, I started off in like seventh eighth grade. I was one of those punker freak kids. I, I dyed my hair every other week. I, I had earrings. You know, I I, I wore lo- I wore long ass chains with my wa- oh, my wallet every day. You know, I could Nirvana see that. T-shirts. I could so see that. Yeah, I, mean, I used to paint my nails. All that stuff. Yeah. Um, now, did and, you go uh, as far as the toenails or just the nails? Like, I yeah, but that's why I've always been a unique person. So, I mean, at that point, like, you know, I went into, like, varsity sports as, like, a, a punker kind of freak kind of kid. Right. But I also played sports, right, which was weird. Yeah. But um, so at that point, um, I never changed. I, I kind of evolved. You know what I mean? Like, how I dressed and stuff. I got out of the freak stuff. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but all through high school... I still went to the parties and whatnot, hung out with the freaker kids and the punker kids and stuff like that. I still chilled with them, you know, like they still wanted to hang out with me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you know, um, I, I, I was smart. I was intelligent. So I, I was in like student council and all that kind of stuff. And, it, you know, I hung out with the intelligent kids and all that too. Yeah. I didn't put anybody down. 
You know, yeah, no. uh, I, yeah, you know, so I don't know what everybody else thought about me. Well, how but, big um, was your school? I, huh? How big was your school? Oh, geez. It's embarrassing. Um, my high school, my school was the entire K through 12 in one building. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. Okay. Yes. okay. But it was big. Right. 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 But yeah. That's crazy. But though. Still like, yeah, multi-story, but yeah. like still everything in one school. Wow. Small town. Yes. Obviously, as I grew mm. up and like went to college and whatnot, they started meeting kids from other places in the country and they, they started telling about their high schools and everything having like 2000 kids in their graduating <laughs> classes and whatnot. But there was like 50 oh, in mine. Right. <laughs> I, I knew something was different. Right. Yeah. See, that's my, my, my school was not like out in the country, but we were inner city and they were the, when I graduated, they were closing the school down. So anybody that wasn't a senior was gone. So like our graduating class was like literally about what 50, 60 kids, I think was the top. And uh, a couple of them didn't make it. So, So, um, I see bandmade in the background. How did you get involved with that? Oh, that's just some shitty band. I don't even know anything about it. I mean, you know, <laughs> I just like the poster. I thought the chicks were hot. You know, there you so. go. There you go. No, it's my favorite band. <laughs> just just because I'm so lazy and everything, and I, and I don't care about my friends, Miranda. That's what I haven't put our I haven't put our reaction videos up yet. You know what I mean? But um, eventually, people will actually get exposed. To Miranda reacting to Band-Aid with me and whatnot and everything. It's going to be very interesting. Yes. Ah, okay, yes. okay. Uh, that was, that was your guys's. okay. Yeah, I think we've done two of three videos so far. We uh, did two, I think, and we, we, we still have to do one more. Yeah, yeah. Awesome, it, awesome. I'll, I'll, I'll at least one more. I usually like to do at least three. But that yeah. doesn't mean we can't do five or ten. It's right. He wants to switch it up. Okay, because he okay. just throws it straight out let, at let, you. Let me, let me get a couple of them up on the YouTube channel first before we start adding more. <laughs> right? There, Yeah, exactly. I don't think it's going to do us any good either way if I just start racking them up left and right with you. And We've got you. 35 yeah. of them. Yeah, there you go. Um, so how did you, like, how did you find them? Was it just scrolling um, through? You know what? Uh I mean, I think a lot the way the same way all most people usually find these kind of obscure Japanese type J rock, J metal type bands, right? Um, either, I mean, some people find them through anime, of course, right? Because I mean, you know, right. uh, all the music on most of the popular animes that is J rock and J metal bands, right? Um, so a lot of people find it through there. Um, believe it or not, um, in a really weird dichotomy. My own daughter actually t- tried to get me into J-Rock and J-Metal at one point when she was into it, when she was into anime as a kid, like 13. And I was like, okay, whatever, fuck that. You know what I mean? I didn't care. You know what I'm saying? I was like, whatever, right. you know? Yeah. yeah. So I didn't even bother with it. You know what I mean? I didn't know what she was talking about, whatever. Um, of course, what an asshole I am. Um, she actually was giving me, like, trying to give me a good tip, it turned out, right? Because uh, <laughs> if, if I listened to her, uh, I might have known about Bambi a long time ago. Right. You know? Instead of like, instead of three months ago, um, but um, no, um, a lot of people find find it the same way I did, in, in which you just go on YouTube one day, you're watching some reaction videos one day or whatever, looking around, and before you know it, bam, you you, you end up watching a Bandmade reaction video. There it is. That's all it took for me. I watched two reaction videos of Bandmade, and that was it. I was in. That's okay. awesome. And yeah. J Rock, like we don't understand what is being said. J-Rock? You don't know what J-Rock is? I do. I don't know if everyone what is else exa- What exactly is J-Rock for our listeners? Japanese rock. That's what I thought. See? Japanese metal. See, I knew. I knew you knew. I thought it was, yeah. like, I thought it was like juvenile rock. A lot of people don't realize. I That's people that rock out in DOC. <laughs> I don't, I'm, I'm not even going to try to pretend here. Like, I'm, I'm on some new shit because I'm not. I had no idea that all this awesome music was coming out of Japan. I had no clue. But I'm telling you right now, straight up, I don't think a lot of people know this. Some of the best metal and rock and roll that you're going to find right now is coming out of Japan. I've, I've heard it. Oh, you hit my shit! Whoa. You moved the truck. <laughs> Somebody just 
Up to Miranda Monday. Do you want his license plate? I don't think he did it. I don't think it was even close enough to do anything. Does that pay TMJ 391? 931. 931. TMJ 931. <laughs> just Brandon, in case if you're wondering you, who just ran into the car. <laughs> Brandon, would you like Give me up. to actually just tie the, the band aid thing into my TBI? <laughs> <laughs> yes, if, if you would, please. Sure. So the reason why I have this big-ass band-aid poster behind me and everything like that, where everybody can see it no matter what, when I record and live, is because, um, not, not because it makes me look good and everything. Although it does I mean, it, do, it does make the, the frame here look a lot better. I'm I just saying. It. Yes, absolutely. It's awesome. <laughs> but hey. the way your head goes, it almost looks like you're part of them. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, honestly, I lucked out because um, it's Jeff that, and the band that shot, that poster is hard to find. Okay. It is. It's not easy. Took me a minute to find it. Um, and I, I just love it. I love the colors. It's very old fashioned. The gray, the gray, the black, and the white colors. You know, it's old school. Yeah, yeah it definitely gives it that old retro kind of. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I dig that. I do. I dig that. Some... I think they look great like that. Yeah. You know, um, it it, re it really lends to well to them, especially with the main outfits. Yeah. Um, but um, no. Um, basically, the reason why Bandit is so important to me. Oh, I, I made my I did my first reaction videos ever about like I, don't know, I guess three and a half months ago or whatever to Bambi, and now I do reaction videos all the time essentially right is um not all the time but sometimes you know uh, it's because um when you experience a traumatic brain injury like I did back in July 2014 uh, TBI um you know essentially um you lose pieces of yourself right like yeah. um you lose you lose interest in things that you used to love. Um, foods you used to like, you don't like them anymore. Um, That's you, crazy. You know, I, used to, I used to love beer and drink beer all the time. Now, I don't like the smell of it. It bothers me. So, you know? so can you explain, I mean, it, without being per too personal, can you explain? Oh, your what happened to me? Yeah, 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 of course. Um, so, I know, that, that'd probably be a good, a good thing to put out there <laughs> first, right, Joe? Uh, not just like, yeah, I got a TBI. No, uh, no, so basically, long story short, I don't, and it's not, I don't, I don't, it's not. It's not that I'm, I'm embarrassed by what happened or anything like that or whatever. Or it bothers me or anything. It makes me feel bad. I'm not. I'm not sad about it. Um, it's just one of those things where, basically, um, I'm not a big brag bragger. I, I don't like to. I don't like. I don't like the idea that people think I'm an arrogant at all. I can't. I don't like that. Um, you know. And so at that point, I don't like the idea that people think I'm a hero or something or whatever. I don't like that. It makes me feel uncomfortable. I, I just don't like it. Um, and uh, at that point, um, I got my TBI. Because um, unfortunately, um, on a on a weekend where I personally don't go to bars uh, that much, it's not my thing. Uh, I drink, but I don't like to go to bars. I don't go to clubs. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm a very inward person. I don't I don't go out that much. If I go if I go out, it's to dinner with a woman or something, or the movies to go see a bar. Right. I don't go out to drink. Right. Um. You know. So for you know that reason that weekend, I was celebrating with my best friend and his wife and uh, my date um, and everything. Because I had two really big interviews coming up in my career at that point. They were my first opportunities to get into project management in my field. Okay. Um, and so we were celebrating that night. Uh, we had dinner, and we were closing the night off with nightcaps at a bar, local bar. And unfortunately, we were at the wrong place at the wrong time. My best friend's black. Well, my old best friend, I guess, is black. And um, so he had a white wife with him, right? And there was some really, really drunk white racists in the bar. Mm -hmm. They saw us. And, um, you know, later on through the civil lawsuit and everything that we went through and everything and whatnot, and we saw the video and whatnot, you can see that they were watching us the whole night, you know, very much like, look, you know, scouting us Praying. out, you know what I mean? Praying on uh, Yeah, and uh, even, like, you know, um, even there was even points in the video where you could see that, um, that you know, there was a clear connection between the staff and the security with the, with the racists. Like, they were also talking to them about us, too. They were all talking about us, right? Wow. And um, so basically what my point with that is just that, um, we didn't know this, of course, but we were getting set up the whole time, essentially, to where we were going to end up getting jumped, and like he was going to get killed at the end of the night. That's just going to happen, right? Because um, he's black, and he's a white wife. So they didn't like that. Mm -hmm. he didn't, they didn't know him. Didn't matter. Um, and at that point, um, you know, we know the fuck was going on. We're sitting there at the bar. It was almost closing. I was paying the tab. Because, you know, I'm such an asshole that I always pay tabs with my friends no matter what. I don't want anybody to pay with me, right? Um, but um, so I'll take the tab. I gave the the, uh, the bartender a fat, a fat tip, fat tip, 
as when she saw her tip, her, her eyes lit up and she was like, oh shit. Well, you know what guys? Here, here's your last two beers. And if the sturdy tells you you have to leave where, tell him, tell, tell them, I told them. You can stay as long as you want. Finish your drinks, right? Mm-hmm. So we're sitting there. We take one sip of our beers. And before we can even finish that sip, security walks up to us. Before he even closes, walks by like 77 different people right to us. And like, doesn't even ask us to leave. Like, immediately, physically escorts us out the bar. And we're like, what the hell's going on? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, no warning, nothing. Um, and I didn't know what was happening at that point. You know what I mean? Like, we tried to tell them what the bartender said. They didn't care. And um, so they pushed us out the door. They physically walked out the door, like, roughly. You know what I mean? Like, re- like purposely. That's insane. Um, and, like, essentially, they, um, they pushed us right out to the races that were waiting outside for us that had been waiting for us, and were, you know, for us to come out. And it was all set up. It was all worked out. And so we came out. Uh, of, the, of the doors, um, one of the security guards ran back inside, took off. The other one just kind of like leaned up against the column and, and put his ha- put his hands across each other and just watched. And um, the racists started screaming all these crazy racial slurs at my friend Patrick, this crazy stuff. A lot of stuff I never even heard before, um, to tell you the truth. I mean, you know, um, being from New York, I'm not used to like right. talking crazy racial stuff about black people, you know what I mean? Right. So, um, you know, um, obviously that was a bad situation, right? Yeah. There were seven of them. There's two of us. You know, um, Pat's wife left early that night because something happened with the kids, you know, or something like that. She could go. My date was inside waiting in the line for the bathroom, which Randy, you know how that is at bars when you're a female, right? Yes. Uh, with that level how the lines are. Um, so it was just two of us. Then there were seven of them. There were six men and white women, one woman. And um, at that point, they were like either standing around their pickup truck or in the back of it. Just yelling at us. And um, I, knew, I knew it was a bad spot. I wanted to go. I was not trying to be down to the all. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't want to be brave and, and like fight the good fight. I wanted out. Right. I'm like, yeah, we're out, bro. This, we're out. This is not good. Right. You know what I'm saying? We're leaving. Um, of course, unfortunately, my date was a DD. Right. So that was the, we, weren't, we weren't in a good spot to leave at that point. Right. right. Um, and uh, I still, though, I tried very hard to try to guess the situation. I did. Um, obviously Pat was upset. Can you blame him? You know, and, um, right. you know, at that point, um, I, I tried to yell at him. I'm like, dude, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing it. It's not happening. We're leaving. I don't care what happens. We're leaving. It's not good. Um, I was thinking about my kids. You know what I mean? Like, you right. know, I was thinking about my jobs, you know, these, uh, these interviews that were coming up. Um, I was thinking about like, you know, honestly, I, I don't, again, I don't brag, but I was thinking about, I wasn't worried about me. I wasn't worried about fighting them. I wasn't afraid. I was worried about, the cops showing up and see me beating the fuck, fuck out of some guy and, and arresting me. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I've had it happen before. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So at that point, that's what I was worried about. Like, if we do fight them, what if we fuck them up so bad that, like, we hurt them and I get arrested? I get arrested. Right. Yeah. You know, so. Yep. It's that adrenaline yeah, there rush. <clears throat> there you go. So um, at that point, um, Pat was not leaving. You know what I'm saying? I, I physically pushed him in the back of the car. I yelled at him. The guy pushed him into the car. I pushed him in the back seat. It was like, dude, we're done. We're leaving. Chill. Yeah. He wasn't hearing it. He jumped right out the other side, the other side of the back seat. He got out to the door, came around the side of the car, started barking at the racist. You know, why are you doing this to me? I don't know you. you know, why are you talking to me like this? You know, who talks like this nowadays? It's, it's 2014. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you don't know me. You know, all this stuff. He's pissed. You know? And sadly, he, he was, unlike me, he was pretty intoxicated. He was. Um, you could see it. He was not exactly, um, he's a pretty big guy. He's like 6'2", 240, 245. Uh, but um, he didn't look too uh, stable on his feet, if you know what I mean, you know? Right, right. Um, you know, so I wasn't really so sure how effective he was going to be if something went down, you know? Yeah. Or, or if he didn't be able to defend himself. Um, and so at that point, I didn't really have much of a choice because at that point, um, when he came around the car, they finally mobilized and grouped up and started walking directly towards him in his direction. And, um, so I had very little time to think and act. Um, I was to the side. And so basically I just made a beeline, um, towards, towards, you know, in between them. And, and I stopped their, their, their forward progress. I confronted them. Um, I stood my ground to them. I faced them all down, one on seven. 
And I had them all down. I, I had all of them down. All of them. Um, and um, I told them straight up, I was like, apologize to my friend. So I said. And um, there was a pause. A long pause. They didn't want that to do with me. I'll tell you right now. I can see it in their eyes. When you when you've been around the block like I have in New York and whatnot, and you you grinded and thrown fists with dudes and whatnot like I have, you can see in your somebody's eyes what mm-hmm. they're about. You know. Yeah. They didn't want nothing to do with me. Um, it didn't matter that it was one on seven. Um, I'm a pretty nasty dude. At the end of the day, I'm pretty crazy. And uh, when I get when I get hot, you can see it in my face and my eyes when I'm crazy. I'm nuts. Mm-hmm. I am. Um, and uh, so at that point, um, you know, everything froze, and bam. I got hit with a baseball bat from behind. Uh, one of the racists, I didn't even know was there. Unfortunately, I didn't even realize it. I never even saw him. Came out of nowhere from behind, blew with a baseball bat. Came across the left side of my head, just like this. Good shot, real good shot. Uh, really got me. I uh, never got a chance to even defend myself. I didn't even see him. Um, and uh, completely fractured the entire left side of my skull. Uh, it's, t- it's still fractured. It'll never heal. Um, and you just can't see it because my hair comes up. You know, yeah. and I wear hats. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. right. Um, but, um, you know, and uh, it gave me a traumatic brain injury right there. Um, essentially, like, crushed the entire left side of my brain. Um, you know, partially caved in my skull Man. on the left side. Um, go ahead, Joe. And how long did that take to Oh, well, I mean, recover of course, from? to wrap it up, I mean, you know, I fell to the ground unconscious. The rest of them jumped me. And they just worked me. They beat the shit out of me. They beat me all to death. Um, even then, the security didn't do anything. The one guy just watched. Uh, I didn't tell him to stop. He didn't get in the way. Didn't do anything. Um, and um, finally, I was unconscious. I woke up right at the end. And t- uh, the last couple of blows, I was awake. Um, and finally, Donna, my, my date, came out from the bathroom. Pat was there. They picked them off me. Right? And, um, hey, after, after that baseball bat deal, they knew something was bad. There was a bad spot. They needed to get out, right? They needed to leave. Right. So um, they did. Um, and they ran, jumped in their truck, took off. You know, thank God there were witnesses, of course, by then, right? They came out of the bar. Right. And they took her license plate down and all that. And I didn't work. And didn't accomplish anything. Then they still all walked away legally. You know what I mean? Unfortunately. But um, right. it helped me in the civil trial, at least, right? In the yeah. civil court, it did. That's, that information was very helpful. Yes. Um, now, your, what was your question, Miranda? How, uh, after physically taking all of those blows, how long did it take to mend and heal? Well, of course, now, and this is this is common with TBI type situations like that. that severe situations like that with TBI where people are coma-like and everything and whatnot, you know, um, the person they usually tell the families you're going to die. Right? Like, we don't know, but he's probably going to die. She's right. going to die. Right? They don't know. That's how TBI is. It's a very, it's a very un, there is no way to cure it. You know what I'm saying? Or fix it yeah. or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, so then those situations, they usually tell the family that. Right? And then when I woke up, it was, he's going to be a vegetable. We're pretty sure he's going to be a vegetable. He's not going to, he's going to need help. He's going he's gonna to need support for the rest of his life. Um, and so, in the, being the stubborn son of a bitch I am, I decided that uh, I was not going to stay in that hospital. I did not know what was going on. I didn't know who I was, really, at that point, or, or what was happening, why I was there, or anything. Um, but um, I knew this. I didn't like the hospital. I didn't want to be there. I knew that I liked being out of it. So um, I uh, did everything I could to, uh, even though I couldn't talk very well, I would go on like the dry erase board that was in the room. And I would put on it every morning, I want to leave. I want to leave. I want to go home. You know, I don't want to be here. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, help, please let me leave. You know, um, and um, I knew by then that my neurologist or whatever at that point that was like assigned to my case, I knew what time he came to work in the morning. And then he would go by my room at like 6 a.m. or whatever. So every morning I would wake up, but I would, I would get out of the bed. And I would do push-ups and shit and sit-ups and whatever. They told me that maybe if he walked by and saw me, maybe he'd let me go home. Right? I didn't know what to do. Right. It was a very rudimentary shit. I was just, you know, doing whatever I could. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Absolutely, um, man. Yeah. I'm not, again, I'm not trying to be impressive here or whatever. Whatnot, not at all. I mean, but, I mean that is, that is a, uh, a terrible event to go through, man. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, you know. But you I mean, made, I mean, you came through it, though. 
Well, again, so, you have to understand too that um, you know um, the the unfortunately the police department down here in Northport where I live are known to be a joke and to be corrupt for a long time now. Yeah. Of course, they totally bailed the whole on the whole thing. You know, um, when they showed up at the bar that night and they asked the bouncers what happened, they told the cops essentially that it was just a bar fight. It was it was sad that I got hit with the baseball bat and everything, but it was just a bar fight like any other bar fight, you know. And so they didn't even do an investigation at all. There was no investigation at all. So no, no one, nothing. No, they, they took what the bouncer said. That was, that, there was a report based off that. That was it. Uh, no joke. Yeah, my date, no. my date called, called the ambulance for me that night. Not the bar, not the cops. My date called the ambulance for me. What the fuck? That's insane. Yes. So that what would have happened sense. if she hadn't done that? I have no idea. I, mean, I would have died in the parking lot potentially. Right. You know what I mean? Um, so either way, um, I fought to get out of the damn hospital after 13 days. Probably shouldn't have done that. Probably wasn't a good idea. But yeah. I did it. They let me go, finally. They finally got tired of me, and they let me go. Because I was, I was not having it. And uh, unfortunately, too, um, don't ask me why. I'll never know what happened. But two of those Northport cops finally decided to come to the hospital when I was, like, not even who I was. Mm. And, and forced the uh, staff uh, against, the, against the law forced them out of the room and would not let them in the room with me. Right? They wanted it to talk to me. They said they wanted, I guess, question me or whatever in private. Um, it's literally hospital procedure that there has to be a nurse or something in the room. Right. At that point, right? They yes. didn't care. They don't have it. They're like, fuck you. You know? Um, when my my date at, th- at that point, Donna, when, when she refused to leave the room, they threatened to arrest her if she didn't leave the room. So they really wanted me in there by myself. Right. No what. And so I don't know what happened. I have no idea. All I know is whatever they told me, they said to me, when they left, I ripped every single thing that was in me, every tube, all of it. I ripped it all out. I climbed out of the bed. And I tried to put my clothes back on and leave the hospital. Oh, yep. So I got big racked right there. And I was in that state for several days afterwards. I was big racked because of it. So I don't know what happened. I'll never know. Right? But at that point, I did not want to be in the hospital anymore. See what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. I did not want to be there. Whatever they said was not good, I don't think. It's one of those things, right? I'll never know what happened. Right. You know? I, I can't imagine it was nice. I know. They, were not, they weren't worried about investigating anything at that point. Mm-hmm. They were worried about not looking like an asshole and looking bad in the situation. You know, so bottom line, I got out. And like I told you before, Miranda, um, it took, I, I laid in bed for four years straight. That's all I did. Uh, right. Recovering from what happened. Yep. I only left the bed to go to doctor's appointments because, of course, I had like 17 and a half different doctors at that point, right? I was very popular. Right. Yeah. And um, I, the, only, the only other thing I did was um, I went to TBI survivor support group meetings, you know, which were very beneficial to me at that time. They were helpful. Uh, I, didn't feel, I didn't feel so alone. Um, but unfortunately, of course, all my friends walked away from me completely, you know. Um, all of them, even Pat, that I saved his life, you know. He saw me two or three times. He couldn't handle it, how, mm. how, how I changed and everything, and he just couldn't do it. He couldn't take it. So I haven't, I haven't talked to him or seen him since. Um, and so, uh, you know, uh, essentially, I mean, hey, uh, my life was over. You know, like that was it. I was done. Man. That was it. And then what sparked the content creation? Well, I mean, I had my first erection <laughs> in years. You know, <laughs> that, that really woke huge, me up. <laughs> like, that was a huge jump here. Like, I, I, <laughs> go ahead. Hold on. Oh. So, like, well, okay, like, so you you were in bed for four years. Like, yeah. how much? Like, how much did you lose in that process? Well, I mean, I was chilling, man. It was fun. I was watching YouTube videos every day. You know, loving it. Yeah, but I mean, you know, how much did you have to relearn? Did you have any point that you had, like, because you oh, said there for a minute, I mean, you I couldn't learn anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, in the bed during that bed year, the, the bedtime, there was no recovery. You know what I'm saying? Like, there was nothing. You know, like, um, I was just literally recovering. Yeah. From the trauma I suffered and everything and whatnot, the PTSD it was so bad and whatnot, and everything. You know, I didn't want to be touched. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I had a girlfriend. I would, I would not touch her. If she tried to touch me, I would jump or shake. 
you know, like, so, I mean, yeah, I mean, the, the idea of intimacy at that point was, was gone. I was scared. So um, did you have to learn to read, like, cause you said there for a minute, you couldn't talk. You was writing things on the board. I'd go to speech therapy, you know, co cognitive therapy. I could go on and on. There's so many other different therapies I could go through. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, I'd go through speech therapy to, re to relearn how to talk. Um, I could talk, but not well, you yeah. know, um, it didn't make a lot of sense sometimes. You know what I mean? Yeah. I would say. Um, my, my, uh, my, 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 my delivery was not very good. Yeah. You know, some of my words were sort of slurred and stuff like that. Right. Um, which unfortunately, Hey, for a lot of other two guys survivors, they stay like that their whole life. Yeah. It never gets better. Yeah. You know? So that's why I feel very blessed. Absolutely. Where I'm at right now, you know, for sure. Um, cause I mean, Hey, uh, anytime I'm with another two guys survivor, that's not as high functioning as me. I feel humbled immediately right? because they don't look like me, you know, or sound like me. Um, and that's obvious to me. And that's the other reason why I don't go about talking about this stuff all the time and whatnot. And everything. Absolutely, man. They deserve more attention than I do. You know? Yeah. I mean, but deserve. still do. I mean, that, that's, that's a major, like, yeah. I mean, like you said, if it wasn't for your girlfriend calling in, you would have been there. Like, so, I mean, all the years and the frustration and going through that, that's, that's amazing. Regardless, I wasn't I, frustrated. I wasn't frustrated. I didn't, I did not really know what was going on. I did not know what the thing Okay. Was. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I didn't know. All I knew was that I, I custody my daughter Isabella still. And that was my responsibility in life. That's all I was I concerned you. about. Yep. That was it. Man. The only reason why I even. The only reason I ended up living with that woman that was my date that night and everything was my Isabella, my daughter. I felt like I was not capable of raising her by myself anymore. So um, I didn't want to be with that chick at all. Uh, <laughs> you know, but me being an old-fashioned suffer kind of guy, um, just like when my ex-wife cheated on me in my first marriage and whatnot, right? And um, I went to her and I was like, you know what? I'm not leaving. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to raise my damn kid. Right. You know, and I'm not leaving you. You know, like, I don't care what you did. But like at the end of the day, our daughter deserves to have two parents, right? Right. That's who I am. So maybe, that, maybe that's stupid. I don't know. But like that's who I am. Um, now when I do that now, hell no. You kidding me? Fuck no. Never <laughs> do that again. If that ever happens again, I'll be like, you know what? Peace. I hope you enjoyed that shit. Right, but that's, it's it's a completely different life. You you're you're a different person. The, well, the yeah, experiences I mean, you've no. gone through. Uh, at the point that I was in the bed and everything and whatnot, I did not really know what was going on that much. Um, I guess probably, if anything, um, I thought, well, you know what? My life's over, you know, pretty much, right? Like, I'm done. Right. Um, you know, I mean, even my family had gotten me a dog. My dog died. My best friend died. Or my, my silent host that's right next to me all the time. Whenever I'm recording, he's always there. Yeah. I should probably, I should probably actually put him on camera at some point. Um <laughs> But they got him for me, not as like a, not as like a, um, not as a, a guide dog or whatever, you know what I mean? Or a, whatever. They got him for me to be like a, a pal, a companion. Right. Yeah. Right? Emotional because support. Not even. Just someone to be around me because at that point, it didn't look like anybody was going to want to be my friend again. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the, the, the way things looked, was, I was going to be doing a lot of shit by myself for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, dude, um, man, way to get, I mean, way to overcome that. That's, I mean, you're blessed to be where you are. That's. Oh yeah, yeah. So I mean, basically, long story short, um, the woman I was with, unfortunately, manipulated me into the whole living with her to begin with, right? When I, when I woke up from my coma, she manipulated me. She lied to me. Um, I don't know if it was about money, you know, because it was obvious from jump that there was going to be a lawsuit and everything and whatnot. I had to sue the bar and the shopping center and all that. There was no way that we could allow the security to, to just get away with. Right. what happened you know what i'm saying absolutely um, and plus my life was over my career was over you know like i, I became disabled immediately yes um you know because the beating i took and uh whatnot and like the bad hit so um at that point um i finally got away from that woman um she basically been partially keeping me in the bed essentially she didn't want me to recover i don't think um and at that point um Honestly, to tell you the truth, my, my daughter kind of helped me out and saved me in a way. Because she came to me and said to me, Dad, I want to move up to Ohio and live with Mom for high school. Right? And you know what? Um, 
of course, as, as her father and having raised her for over 12 years at that point by myself, I, I was not so happy about it. You know what I mean? Right. I didn't really know what was happening, going on or what my life was going to be, but I knew I loved my daughter, right. you know? Um, and all I knew was raising her, you know what I'm saying? So, so it was not fun, but, um, I always told her if you ever wanted to live with mom or whatever, reconnect with mom, I'd support it. So I did. And, um, it was a blessing for me because, um, her moving up to Ohio allowed me to leave the woman, Donna, and get away from her and move with my parents, where I'm at now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and at that point, I didn't want to burden any of my parents at all with any of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I did not want them to have to be involved. I did not. I'm very selfless about stuff. I did not want them to deal with my shit, you know? Yeah. Um, but I knew that I needed help. Yeah. Something had to change. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so I did. I reached out to them, and I was like, look, I've got to get out of here. I, I, I need a change. So I went back home and um, where I'm at right now. Um, and uh, thank God, again, I'm very blessed. I have my own private section of the house and everything and whatnot, you know. Um, it's not one of those like living with your parents deals where, you know, if a chick comes over, they gotta meet my mom type deal. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. But, Honey, um, are you remembering your condoms? <laughs> yeah, yeah. One note, we don't want no slip ups. <laughs> oh my God, here we yeah. go. It's a good thing, it's a good thing I have my own private section of the house. So I don't think my mom and dad can handle uh, the activities that actually occur in this room at times, from time to time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> a little bit, uh, a little bit beyond their, um, you know, their their, their, deal. their scope of yes of the world. <laughs> yeah. So fifty um, gray, fifty shades of Jeff. <laughs> there you go. Yes. Oh my god. So hey. um, <laughs> then, <laughs> how? Okay. How did you? You were watching YouTube videos. And you got inspired to get into making videos and and well, I mean, like I kind of explained to you before, Miranda. You know, uh, I think I even, I'm not sure if I, I can't remember if I, I think I basically told Joe a little bit too. Um, mm-hmm. It was very simple. Um, I, at that point, I watched YouTube, right? Like, um, I never really messed with YouTube, but when I was in the bed all that time, I needed something to do, yeah, right. Other besides watch TV, so I started watching YouTube, right? But even then, I had no desire to make content ever be a YouTuber. Um, but either way, through a YouTuber that I watched and followed, I can't remember his name right now, um, he mentioned that he was not making content on a platform called Drizzle. That's like a TikTok type style platform. Okay. Yeah, one minute video type content. Yeah. And um, so he was pushing it. He was advertising Rizzle. He, he was promoting Rizzle uh, through his YouTube channel. So for whatever reason, I knew the YouTuber, I watched his videos. I thought, hell, I'll check out Rizzo, why not? Um, and when I got on there, I was like, wait a minute, you know what? I can do, I can probably do one minute videos, why not? I can make them too. Mm. If all these other people can do it on here, they're just like regular people. Yeah. Why can't I do it, you know? Um, so I, don't, I can't remember exactly what my thoughts were. I, I can't tell you, Miranda, honestly, Joe, there was no eureka moment or anything like that. You know what I mean? There was no like, oh, I'm, this is gonna be what I'm gonna do. Or something like that, you know, or anything like that. It was more along the lines of, um, I was bored, right? I had nothing to do in life, right? Except recover and work on that, which I was at that point fully into, you know, right. I was yeah. never dedicating my time to, you know, um, all the different types of therapy and everything and whatnot I needed to go through and whatever I had to do, you know. Um, at that point, the goal was for me to learn how to blend back into society. Okay. That was the first goal, yeah. right? But do whatever I do to blend back in society so I can act normal and get along with people and all that kind of stuff and all that. Um, and then obviously, as I kept going, the goals would change. Right. We, we, we grow, they grow. We, we add different stuff. Um, and, I, and I just want to point out that um, I had a therapist, a, a mental psych, like psychological therapist, that um, was a big played a big role in my recovery. He, he really did. Um, I was very blessed that him and I connected very well. Um, we were like friends and worked together, you know, we, we liked the same things, we liked each other, we liked working together, you know, we did, we understood each other, you right. know, he knew that I wasn't, I wasn't there to play around, you know what I mean, like I was there, I was very goal-oriented about it, Right. you know, like I right. wanted to work, I wanted to get better, you know, I was not playing around, Right. Yeah. Um, like if anything, I was more business-like than he was in some, in some, at some points, Yeah. so I would remind him, like, dude, look at the checklist, we got work to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, whatever. Um, so uh, basically, um, yeah, he was very big for me, very impactful. Um, and, you know, hey, 
I love women, man. And I always felt my whole life. I've always had, I've always had female general doctors my whole life, mm-hmm. all that stuff. So my only time trying therapy was with women. And it never, it never went anywhere. It was a joke. Not, it wasn't their fault, but it never worked. The one guy I decided, one time I decided to try with a guy, he was the one that actually could get through to me and like work with me and work, right? So, hey, I'm not, that's no big point with that. I'm just saying, you know, it was, right. it was interesting. Yes. Um, it never occurred to me that I could, I could work with a guy like that. Yeah. You know, but it worked. Um, and so basically um, at that point, I found Rizzo. Um, I started trying out those one minute videos, you know, and um, at that point, what I wanted to talk about was politics, culture, social issues. Don't ask me why. Um, at that point, I was watching a lot of news, you know, like, yeah. you know, I was, I was a Trumper and all that, you know what I mean? And all that. So I was really happy to that. I'm a conservative, you know, um, I was actually active then, like in the conservative movement back then, you know, I mean, okay. before I got hurt, I was a big Republican. I was, I was that very active. Sarasota Republican Club for years, you know, Heritage Foundation member, all that stuff. Um, so I'm sorry, I'm not trying to get political. I apologize. No, no, you're good. No, you're absolutely good. You're fine. Okay, but no. So um, that's what I started with. That's the kind of content I made, and that's it. That's how it started. One minute videos on Rizzle, and um, that's how you caught the bug. Huh? That's how you caught the bug of being yeah, in front yeah. of the I mean, camera. You know, I, I, yeah, the more I did, the more I liked it. Hey, can you switch cameras real quick? I'm just curious. Yeah. Through through all of your cameras? Oh, I'm sorry. It's my chair. No, no, no. Can you switch through your cameras like you switched up earlier? Oh, yeah, I can. Watch that, Wyatt. Check him out. (laughs) (laughs) Nice shirt. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate that. Very nice shirt. I actually, um, how many cameras do you have set up? I, well, you know what? I actually, um, Miranda, we we talked about that Uh spot 4k beat cam deal. Yes. I returned it. I'm done with it. I I couldn't get to work. Yeah. Me either. I had, I had, yep. I had an issue with it. Yeah. I got that. That that camera you were talking about, you were trying to get working. Yeah. I can never figure it out. Oh, that's crazy, Um, man. Yeah, it's okay. No, and uh, honestly, um, I'm waiting for Joe to, to, to help me out. <laughs> I'm just joking. I finally figured out how to get my um, my GoPro to work. I did. Um, so It's okay. beautiful footage, man. It, yeah, so eventually, it really uh, is. when I get the GoPro working, I'll add the GoPro into the mix, right? I, I, got, a, I, got, the, I got the tripod for it. I just don't have the, 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 you know, the GoPro figured out yet. Right, right. So I don't have as many options. I'm sorry, Miranda, as I normally would. <laughs> normally, I have, like, normally I have five or six going. Yeah. I'm, I've only got four right now. <laughs> I was like, that's insane. He would switch through it, and I'm like, wow. Wow. Yeah, you know what? I like it, but then at the same time, sometimes I worry that people are going to think I'm overdoing it. N- um, depend- no, because you can, different content, it could call for a different camera. Like, if you hadn't switched cameras, we wouldn't see the... Um, the background, the MCU's bleeding edge. How about you tell well, me about that? I like different angles. I yes. do. I don't, know, I don't know if everybody else likes it, but I like it. Yes, I think absolutely. It, absolutely. I mean, it all has its points. You know, it yeah. all works better depending. Yeah, on I don't think I have. I don't think my face has to be straightforward the entire time that I make it like that I'm live or whatever. You know what I mean? Right. I don't think it matters. You pulling some Jim Morrison? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, 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 like, I like the side angle shots here and there. I do. I think it changes things up. Yes. Should have options on OnlyFans where you can just switch. Oh my god! We're gonna go. Tell me about not. We're, we're getting lower angles. Good problem. There's it up close. Whoa! It zoomed in too much. I took a bookshelf out they used to have back here. Yeah. Um, and when I removed the bookshelf, I had I had hardwood flooring installed in the room mm-hmm. my parents' house here recently, which has been great. I'm loving it compared to the carpet, to be honest with you. But um. Basically, when I moved the bookshelf, it changed my whole setup to where, um, at that point, I actually just got I got furniture to put in the corner, so I have something there. Yeah. Uh, I got like a stand or something, like with some storage in it for all right. my accessories and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, just haven't assembled it yet. But uh, basically, at that point, that le- it left some holes in my background. You know what I mean? So I got to get some more posters. Gotcha. 
But yeah, no, the MCU's bleeding edge, that's great. You can see the band made great. Like, tell me tell me about the MCU's bleeding edge. Well, I mean, to, to, I guess to jump from like Rizzle to there would be basically very similar. I can do that very easily. So basically, through Rizzle, mm-hmm. this obscure platform that, that I've never met, I've only met one person in my entire life that's ever even heard of it. When I've asked them, every, every, every other person I've ever asked, they're like, what the hell's a Rizzle? Right. You know, which I don't blame them. Um, but basically, um, Rizzle let me do some TikTok, right? Okay. Um, you know, and then um, at that point, it had become clear to me that content creation was what I wanted to do. At that point, I knew it. Um, and I, I did sit down at one point years years back, and I did something that I think probably all content creators need to do. I got a piece of paper out, and I decided to go ahead and write down what my long-term goals were with content creation, right? But I was very, very realistic with it. There was no, I wasn't expecting any instant success kind of stuff to go down. So my um, my estimates on how long it was going to take things like being a YouTuber and like do a podcast and everything were like way out there, way out there, right. you know? Uh, but so I did that. I wrote my goals down. I was like, I know I want to be a YouTuber. I want to be a podcaster. I want to live stream. You know, I don't want to make, I, I want to make one minute video content forever. This is stupid. I'm getting bored. Right. You know, like right. I, I want to do something different. Like, you know, as much as I talk, as long as I am, one minute content does not work. <laughs> you know, it just doesn't work. So um, it may be what's popular nowadays, right? But right. who cares, right? Um, we're, not, we're not in it for the celebrity status these days, Miranda, right? Exactly. Like yeah, we're not trying to be all-stars. We might make some money, but, uh, you know, um, either way. Right. Uh, no, uh, hey, look, if you're a content creation and you don't want to get monetized at some point, then you shouldn't even bother. Right. I mean, yeah, because I mean, outside of just doing it for Agreed. fun randomly, what's the point? <laughs> I mean, there's, there's nothing wrong with having a having a passion, right. or, or a goal, or wanting to, me- to spread a message. But if you're gonna make content, you should still want to get monetized. Yeah. At some mm-hmm. point, you should still want to make money of some kind. Of something that should have, that should be a part of your goal. Yes. Right. For sure. Uh, have, or why do it? Um, you got You have to. You have to have more than one thing to get out of it. There has to be more to it than that. Yeah. At least yeah. I think. Um, but no. So it, basically, long story short, because I had those goals, the way that those goals formed for me was the MCU's bleeding edge. Um, obviously, I think everybody out there was very aware, or if you think about it for a minute, it's pretty easy, pretty easy to figure out that uh, the uh, years I did of political content were very toxic and difficult and intense at times. And there was a lot of arguments and people yelling at me and fights and everything and calling me every game in the book and deplatforming me and shit. That was in my everyday life. Right. And um, I just couldn't do it anymore. I couldn't do it. Um, stopped watching the news completely. I was like, I'm done with politics. I'm done. And so the MCU's bleeding edge seemed like a good idea to go, right? I was like, why not? Why not, why not do something different? Right. Uh, I'd been covering Marvel and DC and all that stuff for a while on Rizzle. Yeah. This wasn't my main thing. Um, so I was like, well, you know what? I got to do something different, something positive, you know, where I can just I can meet people and, and not be have politics be involved. Right, no, no divisiveness, no fighting, no arguing anymore. Right, something, something that, something like where it can bring people together. Right. Oh, that, that. I'm sorry about that. That might actually be my crack dealer. Uh, <laughs> and, and I gave him the wrong number. Oopsies. Gave him the wrong number. <laughs> well, man, yeah, I, I, I will tell you what, dude. Uh, we are at the end of our hour, man. Oh jeez. Uh, we like, yeah, dude. That was I'm the worst guest in history. Not no. at all, dude. You you really told a really great tale, man. Um, yes. That well, was... look, I, I'm not used to doing. I, uh, Brandon, Brandon, sweetie. I, look, I I know this insomnia has been killing me lately and whatnot. And I'm sorry if I've been unprofessional with you at all and whatnot. No, and you've been good. I, but I I promise you, sweetie. I, I I I like I like you a lot. You're a good friend to me. So are you, Joe. And honestly, sweetie, I. This is only the second time I've ever talked about my story ever with anybody. Wow, man. Dude, we the only, appreciate the only you other person I've ever done it with is my friend Wilfredo from the Stuck on My Mind podcast. And um, I only did it with him because he was one of the first creators I ever met. You know, I've known him for years. And so I felt like I owed it to him. You know right. what I mean? He asked me in the beginning. He was like, Jeff, at some point, will you do an interview with me? So I, I, was, I, I told him I would. I was going to keep my work. Right. right. Absolutely. Besides that, you're the only person. So yeah. this is the second time I've ever actually publicly talked about what happened. But 
thank you because it's a it's a huge part of your story. So I mean, and thank you for telling the tale. I mean, it was a Absolutely. very good story. And that's well, it's a compliment to you. I would hope you understand that, right? Like, you know, I would I would I, I'm doing it with you because I right. want you. I want to do it with you. Right, right. I I absolutely respect you for that, and thank you so much. It's very very humbling myself. Um, to I, I, well, I'm sorry that I took up so much time. No. Just, you know, Dude, it really, I mean, it was an amazing story, and that's what we're here for. But you know what? Stories. That means that we have to bring him back. <laughs> yeah. Well, I figured I was going to come back anyway. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. <See>? Yes. <laughs> so, man, um, uh, Jeff, hang out hold, with us for a tight, minute, okay? We'll, we're going to shoot a little promo piece for when we go on all the po- uh, podcast platforms. So, again, man, thank you so much for coming on and sharing us your story. Uh, it's that was such a tragic event in your life and way to come out and and be doing something with your life and being blessed that you have the opportunity to rock on well, i want to just point out one thing yeah i do not i do not hate those people for what they did to me i don't okay I'm, i don't want anything to happen to them i would never even wish on them where i what i go through every day in my life i would never wish on them even okay um will i forgive them no i would never will um, I may be a Christian. I don't know how God feels about it, but I'm sorry, but um, I can't forgive certain things. Yeah. Right. You know? There's certain lines that you just don't cross as a human but being. But at the same time, when I have people actually come to me, friends, and be like, Jeff, if you're not going to go with, do something with those people, I will. You know what I'm saying? I've been like, dude, just chill. Who cares, man? Let, let them live their lives. You know? As long as they don't bother me. Carmel will get them. Absolutely. They're, they'll get theirs in some way. Yes. It, it, it has its funny way of showing up. It might be a year, five years, ten years. They'll get theirs. Absolutely. Uh, I, I, I look. Um, I, I may, I, I may talk some smack here and there and whatnot, and I won't lie. I, I will tell a dude real quick if he crosses the line with me that I'm gonna jack him up real quick. I will, and I mean it. But at the same time, though, violence, begotting violence, is not logical. Right. Yeah. You're right. right. No, you it's very right. right. And. Uh, yep. No, you're absolutely right. What country are we in? <laughs> so yeah, sorry. We have plate glass windows that yeah, are downtown, up. and they come up and they. Oh okay. They, they, were, they were taking. They were. They were. You were tripping on acid or something. No, they were taking pictures of us and we posed for. Yeah, a I think so we were man, doing video. Go ahead and hold tight for us yeah, again. Thanks out, for please. coming on, and please. we will do it, shoot you. our little promo piece. Uh, thank, thank you again, you, thank man. You. Thank you for sharing our story, man. Man. That great that interview. Hour, that went too fast. I, it That's, threw I, me off. <laughs> I, I, I um, had yeah, to reschedule. Really good. Definitely. De- wow. That's awesome. Uh, I don't know. There's a guy. Are you see him on here? That's can you awesome. see? Can you see him in the reflection? I want him on the booty edge. <laughs> I'll get him a business card. Oh my God! All right, so <laughs> wow. So on it's that note, like yeah, yes, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> what well, I don't even know what that was about. Here are two dollars coming out. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that was crazy. Anyway, let's get judgment. to the thing. Why it's getting me the the eyeball? Poking. I gotta get the get to shutting down. So. Hang tight for us. Yeah, hang out. So we'll go through our little thing, even though that last little thing, that was weird. That I was didn't weird. see that coming. No, so, I didn't either. Guys, all you guys out there for all your podcast needs and commercials and videos and all kind of stuff, get a hold of Wyatt here at Wave One Media. He is killing it. He's got so many options for you in time slots. Get a hold of him at Wave One Media. He will take care of you. Yes. All the graphics, all the logos, all the websites, Websites. all the different things, shirts, all of the above. Get a hold of me, Joe Kemp, at JK Multimedia Productions, and we can make sure you can tell your story in any way you need. There you go. Yeah. I love that. And then Miranda Monday, hunter, bounty hunter, (laughs) raccoon killer, and lover. 
She's coming your way. <laughs> no, seriously. <laughs> Managing networking. She's talking to bands. She's talking to artists. She's talking to influencers, YouTubers, TikTokers. We're doing all of the above. Mm-hmm. Get a hold of us here at Monday Love and Miranda Monday at Monday Love and anywhere. Just get a hold of us. Hell, just give us a call. And be like, hey, we want to talk to you. And be like, what, dude? And yep. be like, I'm go- I want to buy your house. <laughs> That's probably what they'll say. Anyway. Um, so I strongly suggest you looking at the <sighs> MCU's Bleeding Edge. Oh my God, that's right! MCU's um, Bleeding Edge, killing it. Head out, head over to the YouTube channel, check that out. Check out Monday Love Podcast while you're swinging by. Give everyone a like, share, 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 share the content. If you don't like it, somebody will somebody be kind will. and rewind. There you go. <laughs> and uh, all of you, keep in mind you have hated a Monday once or, or twice, twice in, in your, your life. life. So let Monday, Monday love, love you. you. See you guys. Love you.